I'm a follower of Jesus. It's the most important thing in my life. The most healing, healthy thing for the human brain is a belief in God and prayer. Now, why are you here? My guess is it's one of two things. And this is, uh, for 30 years, kind of what I've dedicated my life to. And um, I did 10 years of full-time ministry out of undergraduate where I majored in ministry. Then I went into uh, counseling and therapy. Then I went into um, uh, kind of the alternative psychology and health world. But this is what I've been about for all of those years through all of those different things was two things. And this is really the only thing I work with, okay? Number one, people who are in pain, either physically or non-physically. And number two, who feel like they're not really getting what they want most in their life. So if either one of those are true of you, or you're not wanting that to happen in the future, then I think I can help you, okay? But understand that really all of my answers to those have come from here, which is amazing to me because this is the way I grew up, but the interpretations of this book growing up were unbelievably different than the interpretations I have now. And now I feel like growing up, the people who taught twisted a lot of what's in here. For They may not have known they were doing it, but at least that's what I believe. Okay, so um, if that's true of you, I think I can help. All right, let's come back to where we started and see if we can diagnose where you are in your life right now on the path of fear or love, success, failure, however you want to say that. Remember the genie story. All right. Well, when I say go in a, in a few minutes, don't do it yet, here's what I want you to do. I want you to close your eyes and first of all, imagine that this is not just an imagination, but that it's absolutely real. And we can do that with our imagination. So that's the first thing. And then what I want you to imagine is that Aladdin's genie or an angel or God or somebody appears before you in whatever room you're in right now. Only, let's say, there's no one else there. The door's locked. The shades are pulled. No one will ever know what happens here except you and God or the genie or the angel or whoever. Okay? No one will ever know. As far as they know, it'll just have happened by natural means. Okay? And the genie says this. You, I will grant you one wish. You can wish for almost anything. Okay? You cannot wish for more wishes, and you cannot make a wish most of the time 
that will affect someone else's free will. There's a couple of exceptions to that, but by and large, you can't make a wish that will take away someone else's free will. But outside of those two things, you wish it, you've got it. A billion dollars or euros or yen or wherever you live, a billion, the equivalent of a billion dollars, you know, set for life. Go pick out your mansion and your Maserati, all right? Whoosh, you wish it, you got it. A health problem to go away or to never get a health problem. Whoosh, you got it. For someone else to stop doing something that's hurting you or start doing something that you want. Maybe, based on that free will thing. Whoosh, you got it. All right? You get the idea. Uh, be a famous entertainer, a famous actor. Um be living in a place of total peace and solitude that you never have to leave. Whatever that is, all right? You wish it, you got it. But then the genie goes on. But you can only have one wish in your entire life. You will never have this opportunity again. And secondly, you have to tell me what your wish is in 10 seconds or you lose it forever. So you can't call anybody, you can't Google, you can't even really think about it. You've just gotta kinda off the cuff, all right, this is it. Okay, those are the instructions. You understand them? If not, pause, listen to them again. In just a second, I'm gonna say go. When I say go, I'd like you to close your eyes to get to that quiet, comfortable place. Close your eyes, imagine the situation. I'm gonna count 10 seconds, and at the end of 10 seconds, I'm gonna say, time is up, make your wish. And at that point, you're out of time, open your eyes, write down what you would wish for, or write it on your brain so that you'll never forget it, because this is really important to which path you're going down and will continue to go down in your life. Okay, ready? On your mark, get set, go. Close your eyes. Time's up, make your wish. Give you just a second to do that. Okay, first thing I need to do is apologize. <clears throat> I just tricked you, and I'm sorry. I've not figured out a way to do this without tricking you, okay? How did I trick you? What I was really asking you was what is the number one goal in your life right now? But if I'd ask it that way, chances are most of you would have given a different answer. But rest assured, however you answered this in the genie metaphor, whether you know it consciously or not, that is the number one goal in your life right now. Okay? All right. Now, let me explain how this all 
works as a diagnostic and then so that hopefully we can fix it. <clears throat> There's two more questions after the genie question. By the way, you might want to write these down. You can do this with your friend or relative to help them decide uh, what their big thing is. Okay. The first one, you know, what do you want right now more than anything else? Number two, if you were to get number one, how would that change your life for the better? What would it do for you in a positive way? Number three, if you were to get your wish, how would you feel? Okay. Um, I have asked this question more over the last 30 years in the work that I do than I have done anything else. Almost everywhere I've ever gone and taught or counseled or whatever, in 30 plus years, I've asked people this question, okay? One-on-one, -on -one, small groups, thousands at a time, okay? And in my experience, 99% of people give the wrong answer to this question. Now, why do I say it's the wrong answer? Because it's the answer that shows they're on the fear path, not the love path. And, and we'll probably keep them there unless they understand what's happening and start to make some changes like we're talking about. Less, uh, and the wrong answer is wishing for something related to your physical or external circumstances. Okay? Less than 1% of people over 30 years have answered this question with an internal state. Love, joy, peace, freedom, gratitude, thankfulness, grace, etc. All right? Here's why that's so telling. Um, about the first three years of uh, the healing codes, what, which is what I'm most known for, it's a natural healing process. About the first three years of that, every month, Hope and I would get together with the numbers and say, okay, is this the month that we're going to go bankrupt? because we fully believe there was a high likelihood we would go bankrupt. Then, uh, somewhere around three years or a little bit after, we hit critical mass. And we had thousands of people coming to us from all over the world, and now our problem was we can't keep up, okay? And I was hiring people and all kinds of stuff, but we still couldn't keep up training other people to do what I do, and, and to date I've trained over 500 that work with people all over the world. But um, anyway, a couple of years into that not being able to keep up, I started having a number of people contact me say, saying, um, thank you very much, my cancer's gone away, or thank you very much, my diabetes has gone away, or whatever it was, depression, anxiety. But then they would go on and say, but now the biggest thing in my life is kind of a success-failure thing. So could you help me with that now? 
I guess they trusted me for because their other thing had healed. And I didn't really do that at that time, and I didn't really want to. I mean, we couldn't keep up as it was. But I felt like that I needed at least to be able to refer them somewhere that I knew would really help them with that in a fair way, in a, in a consistent way, you know, all that sort of thing. So for three years, had no idea it'd take this long, but after, for three years, I tried about every success program I could get my hands on. I mean, books, tapes, manuals, video programs, going live in person to a weekend workshop. Some of these things cost $20,000. Some of them cost $10,000. Now, I never paid that. They, they comped me because they were hoping I would refer them people. But uh, some of them were the price of a book. And I had a few other people that uh, had been clients of mine that I trusted that were trying these as well and giving me feedback. Anyway, at the end of three years, I could not find a single program anywhere that worked. And I was pretty disillusioned. And I called a good friend of mine. I'd, I'd been a keynote speaker at one of their big events with thousands of people. And and shared with him, hey, I, I've, I've, been I've been looking at these things for three years. I can't find any that worked, which included theirs, the one that he worked at. And he shared with me that this was the secret of the entire industry. And I said, what? What's the secret? He called it a dirty little secret said, what's the dirty little secret? He said that we have about a 97% failure rate. And that frankly, we think those 3% probably would have been successful no matter what. But we get enough testimonials from the 3% to make it look like everyone's being successful when in reality, it's very, very rare. Wow. Not long after that, he left being the chief operations officer there for that reason. He just couldn't take doing that anymore, okay? I called my good friend Mark Victor Hansen, the co-author of the Chicken Soup for the Soul books. And Mark started laughing. And he said, uh, Alex, do you know what the top-selling category of books is almost every year? And I said, no, Mark, I don't. He said, Diet, weight loss, and exercise books. I said, oh, okay, that's interesting. He said, Alex, do you know who buys the diet and weight loss books this year? I said, no, Mark, I don't. He said, the same people that bought them last year. And you know what the research is, basically, on diet, weight loss, and exercise? None of them work. That's the research. None of them work long-term, typically, for the average person, okay? So um, then, I, I still don't have anybody, to, I mean, that that is confirmed what I found, 
but I still don't have any place to refer these people. So I started analyzing all the different programs and found that basically all of them boil down to a three-step blueprint for success. Number one, decide what you want. Number two, develop a plan to get it and change the plan as needed. And number three, with your willpower, put the plan into action until you get it, never giving up. Well, step one and two are expectation, and step three is willpower, okay, of that three-step blueprint. And by the way, that three-step blueprint makes perfect sense. It's how everything in the natural world works, okay? And if you want to live here, you're doing exactly the right thing. That three-step blueprint will get you here every time, okay? But if you want this, that three-step blueprint won't work. Let me tell you why. Um, Dr. Bruce Lipton, who I've already referenced, says that the odds of trying to accomplish something, success, reaching a goal, that you've never been able to accomplish before by willpower alone is basically a million to one odds. A million to one. Wow. I mean, would you go to Vegas and on one spin of the roulette wheel bet your health or your marriage or your career? And I don't mean red or green. I mean the actual, it's got to land on the actual number. Well, I've had yet to say, for anybody to say they would make that bet. I wouldn't make that bet. Well, those are a lot better odds than a million to one. Okay. And then step one and two, expectation, decide what you want, develop a plan to get it. Um, Dr. Dan Gilbert from Harvard uh, did wonderful original research on the campus of Harvard, then wrote a best-selling book about it called Stumbling into Happiness. The results of that study, and this is a direct quote of Dr. Gilbert, who I've had a little bit of interaction with, um, direct quote, Expectations are a happiness killer. Well, why would he say that? He said that because that's what they found in their research at Harvard. Well, how were expectations a happiness killer? The instant you had a physical or external circumstantial goal as your goal, it immediately, instantly put you in, sorry, to chronic stress. For how long? For as long as you have that goal. Whew. Let go of the physical and external expectation in your circumstances and the stress melts away. So, in the three-step blueprint for success, and, and basically that's the same blueprint I've seen and was brought up on 
being taught from Scripture in churches. It was the exact same three-step blueprint. Okay? It's all based on my willpower. Okay? Try harder. Do good things more. Sin less. And if I do sin, then guilt and shame and condemnation because I, you know, that's the three-step blueprint. That's, the, that's natural law, not supernatural law. That's fear, not love. Okay? So, step one and two are expectation. Step three is willpower. It would be hard to come up with a better plan for failure than that. But that is the plan most people are living in their life, thinking being tricked into believing it's going to take them to success. Okay. So here's how it works. If your number one goal is a physical or external circumstance, chances are you will not get it on average. Okay? If you do get it, all right, there is one of two possibilities, and these are the only two possibilities. Okay? First possibility. Woohoo! Yes! For, sorry, DL, for five minutes, a day, a week, a month. Maybe two or three months, but two or three months is really unusual. Almost never lasts that long. And then you're right back. Uh, that didn't really do what I thought it would do. Now going for another physical, external, circumstantial goal, thinking, ah, if I can get this, that's what will do it for me. And most people spend their whole adult lives going from thing to thing to thing to thing and then realizing at the end of their life, they had their priorities wrong, but now they're out of time. The second possibility is the phenomenon of your ladder climbing to the top of the ladder, but then realizing it's leaning against the wrong building, meaning there's not even any woohoo. It's immediately you know, ah, this, this, this wasn't what I needed. I saw a... Um, a documentary interview with uh, Elton John and his band and um, the main people were Elton John and this one other guy. One wrote the words, one wrote the music, etc. And a lot of people don't know, like most bands, they struggled for a long time and then they were like this big huge success real fast. Well they were interviewing him saying, okay after all that time of struggling when you finally became multi-millionaires, world famous, you know, what was that like? And on the documentary he said, you know, I kind of thought, is this all there is? I thought it would be more than this. And those are the two possibilities. Ladies and gentlemen, it is not in the realm of possibility to have a physical or external as your number one goal, achieve it, 
and for it to be satisfying and fulfilling and you be content long term. It's impossible. It has never happened. It never will happen. It's impossible. Those, that, that is if you do get that number one goal. If you don't get it, that's when I see people go to full-blown hopelessness, despair, and never recover. Okay. And in my experience, 99 plus percent of people, that's where they're living. Day in, day out. That's what their goal is. They have the three-step blueprint as how they're trying to achieve things, etc. I'm a follower of Jesus. It's the most important thing in my life. The most healing, healthy thing for the human brain is a belief in God and prayer.